Welcome back to the Sisters in Sustainability podcast. I am your host, Victoria Lynn. This week, we are talking about STEM education as we are joined by Ariana Britton, a STEMinist and a delegate in the Miss Virginia Scholarship Competition. Ariana, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm thrilled to have you. If you wouldn't mind just taking a second to introduce yourself and tell our listeners what it is that you do. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thank you guys for having me on the show. I really love and enjoy your podcast. I've been listening to it for some time now, so I'm just happy to be here. Um, as you stated, my name is Ariana Britton, and I do a lot in the STEM field, but my passion and my baby is um, project prevention, which is primary prevention, and that goes a little bit into my CSI as well. And when I say project prevention, I mean prevention of some of life's toughest diseases like diabetes, hypertension, um, high cholesterol, anything that's preventable in the healthcare field, that's something that I am passionate about because the number one thing that doctors tell you when you are diagnosed with these things is, is that it was 100% preventable before you got it. And a lot of people don't know that they, you know, could have prevented it before they even got to that point. And so what I do for my CSI and in my work is I work to prevent people from going to that level. Let's say, you know, someone gets diagnosed with cancer um, early on they have a higher percentage chance of living than someone who gets diagnosed later on in stage four. And so I focus a lot on just preventing some of life's toughest diseases and making life easier for everyone around. I love that. I think, I mean, I come from a family of healthcare workers. I did not go into healthcare. I was not cut out for it. Um, so A, I always love having people in the healthcare industry come onto the podcast and talk about an industry that I respect, but also know absolutely nothing about. Um, <laughs> but I'm also super excited to kind of dive into the STEM part of the medical field. So sustainable development goal for quality education. Our listeners who come back time and time again have definitely heard us talk about this goal, but it reaches farther than just bridging the between access and education, but also encourages, encourages us to create new pathways for education and, of course, encourages women to take interest in what are considered non-traditional roles. Uh, STEM is very obviously a growing industry. I work for Girl Scouts, and so it's something that we have a really heavy interest on in terms of creating programming for this next generation of Scouts. But STEM is a growing industry around the world, and women everywhere are stepping into roles of leadership and especially as educators. So let me ask, what piqued your interest in wanting to be involved in STEM overall? Yeah, so I've actually always been interested in the science field of um, STEM, but it wasn't until I was about 13 or 14 where, you know, unfortunately my mom was in a really bad car accident and I'm her only child. So I had to kind of nurse her back to health and learn a lot about that healthcare background and field of STEM. And so that's what really brought me into the medical field because at first, you know, I was like, I want to be a scientist when I grow up. I really enjoy, you know, finding cures for diseases and being in the lab and looking up to people who did uh, medical science work, but she's the reason why I I even got into the medical field because I was able to help nurse her back to health. And, you know, now she's okay, but I was able to give her her medicines on time and clean her out of her wounds um, from the accident and help her learn how to walk again. So that's something that's very um, meaningful to me and why I got into the field in the first place was not only to help her, but I figured if I could help her, I could help thousands of other people as well. So how do you feel that STEM education as it is now has impacted your work in the healthcare industry? You mentioned earlier that you work in healthcare. So what does that balance look like for you? 
Yeah, so STEM in general is a field that, you know, it takes a lot of our time because it is a field that's very important. You know, this field is one that, you know, it's either life or death for us. You know, sometimes, you know, unfortunately, people do die here. So in order for us to make sure we're making little to no mistakes, we have to put forth the time and the effort it takes to make sure that our patients and everyone else around us are okay, and they understand healthcare literacy as a whole. And so I think health education as well as STEM education is important because, you know, it not only can help you get a get a job um, later on in life and in your career choice, but this is the field that's one of those fields that you're able to help other people in. And so I think that's the biggest thing for me is the fact that, you know, you're able to help others. And I like to say, you know, it is that serious because you're dealing with other people's lives. You mentioned earlier that your biggest, or I will say the biggest aspect of your community service initiative is really focused on intervention care. So for you, what does intervention care look like? And how do you work towards educating others about A, what intervention looks like and B, how they can better prevent themselves from, you know, contracting these really serious diseases and illnesses. Yeah, so I recently, um, I'm working on my doctorate right now in medical and health sciences. And so I recently landed a role with our Virginia Health Department. And what I do for them is that I work as someone who does population and community health outreach. So I'm out there constantly doing health literacy classes and health education courses for not only my community, but other communities in Virginia as well. And what prevention looks like for me and what I tell, you know, my clients and my patients all the time is the number one thing is going to the doctor, getting that checkup, making sure everything is okay. Because if you don't go to the doctor and get your blood work done and get your checkup and everything like that, how would you know if something's wrong with you? And so the first thing I like to emphasize for them is to find out yourself, know your body, because you know your body better than anyone. So I like to tell them to first things first, make sure you go to the doctor, find a primary care physician um, in your area, and then just go from there. Outside of that, for the people that are diagnosed with things like hypertension, diabetes, I encourage them to manage their diabetes, manage their hypertension by taking the medication that their doctors are prescribing them. Lifestyle changes. I'm really big on going to the gym and eating healthy. <laughs> so those are a lot of things too that I like to recommend on um, people. And then the third thing would be, like you said, STEM education and health literacy, because you don't know what you don't know. And so what I do is I'm able to help other people by providing health literacy on these type of subjects, because a lot of the time as well, I grew up in a small town. And so in a very rural area, you know, we don't really have access to healthcare like that. So it was my job to kind of bring healthcare to the people that couldn't receive it. And so those are the main things that I kind of do in my field and what I recommend people doing as far as, you know, getting to the point where they're able to prevent those preventable diseases. I love what you said about healthcare literacy. Last season, we were joined by Riley Slate. She was Miss Lehigh Valley. Our titles mm -hmm. have changed quite a bit in the state of Pennsylvania. So Riley, <laughs> you're listening, and I'm so sorry if I've misdirected your title to you, but um, Riley Slate works in the healthcare industry and her community service initiative was all about creating that bridge between healthcare access and of course, healthcare literacy, similar to what it is that you're doing. And so I think it's exciting to see that this is an important issue, obviously. I mean, nobody wants- Absolutely. Nobody wants to get sick. Nobody wants to have to suffer through these things. And of course, with this cost of healthcare being what it is today, you know, nobody wants to be in that position. So I right. want to say thank you so much for what you're doing as an advocate 
here and, and, you know, creating that access and that visibility for what is a preventable issue, but switching gears a little bit, let's talk about the Miss America organization. So one of the things that for me was the most important part about launching this podcast was highlighting specifically women in the Miss America organization, whether they're just starting out or have been a part of it for as long as I have. I love learning about everybody's entry into the Miss America organization. So tell me, how did you find your way to compete in the Miss America organization? This is actually a really good question. I love this question. Um, I started out in the Miss America organization, I believe back during COVID. So my first time competing in the Miss America organization, I actually competed virtually because, you know, every COVID had just started and no one wanted to be around each other because of the germs and everything. So my first time competing in the, in the, Miss, Organ in the Miss America organization was back in 2020 um, during COVID. And I actually got first runner up for Miss Virginia Beach. And so after that, yeah, that was my very first pageant. And after that, I, you know, went back to the drawing board, I sat down with myself and I said, hey, you know, if this is a goal that you really want to do, which it absolutely is, you know, I love everything that the Miss America organization stands for, and how big community service is here. And so I was like, you know what, this is an organization that I absolutely love. I'm going to go back to the drawing board, I'm going to start over, I'm going to practice really hard. And that's exactly what I did. I took a year and a half off. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get my walk together, my community service initiative together. I'm going to start working on my speech and everything that'll make myself come forth as the best possible candidate for Miss Virginia. And so I did that and I competed again um, two weeks ago, uh, November 12th weekend, and I actually won this time. So this is my second um, Miss America organization pageant that I competed in over the November 12th weekend and I actually won it. That that is wonderful. I will say I was lucky enough to never have to compete virtually. Um, I won my title just about, I want to say three months right before COVID happened. And wow. so I have to say bless to you guys who, who did the online, who had that as your entry into this organization, because that takes a lot of guts. I mean, getting on stage is one thing, but doing it completely blind behind a computer, I think had to be incredibly difficult. Obviously, technology doesn't always work the way that we yeah. want it to. So I'm sure that there were tons of ins was, and outs there. It was actually funny because I, so I had my best friend there with me and we were kind of tag teaming it together. So he was my cameraman and was holding my light up, making sure I had the right angles and everything. So he was actually the guy like in the back, you know, holding everything up to make sure, you know, the um, judges could see my dress and my talent and everything. So I, I you know, I, I completely completely love the fact that, you know, I was able to have help with him holding the lighting and the phone correctly. But yeah, it definitely was um, a bit different because I grew up watching pageants. And of course, pageants, you know, are always either on TV, but they're, you know, 100% in person. And so that was very different for me, too, because I was used to seeing them, you know, in person or on the television. So that was fairly new to me as well, using it virtually. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't even imagine. Bless. Well, aside from that, welcome to the sisterhood. I did not realize you. that you had won so recently when I reached out. And so yeah. I'm thrilled that, you know, you're on this podcast and you're doing this and sharing your journey. And so I'm super excited to be able to watch Miss Virginia and see everything that's going to come with it. Um, but tell me, what does this year look like for you as you're preparing to compete for Miss Virginia? Yeah, so this year I'm very intentional with what I'm doing. And so I'm really focusing on 
toning into who I am as a person, because I feel as if, you know, any pageant queen, we have to be authentic and we have to show up as our authentic selves. And so I'm really focusing in on and honing in on being who I am and I'm also really really excited to share my community service initiative with everyone and just work in the community you know doing what I love and doing what I'm already doing and that's bringing health care not only to rural areas but to everyone around you know if I can just touch one person with my community service initiative then I know I've done the right thing so outside of the normal you know pageant prep getting my dress and nails hair makeup all of the fun glitz and glam things I'm a girl that likes to get down and dirty and be in the community and do things for my community you know the crown and sash are great it's it's nice to have a pretty crown and a pretty hat on your head but you know if you're not there with your community what are you doing so that's something that I'm looking forward to the most just making appearances and you know getting it out there that you know you do have someone in the Miss America organization here with you and that we hear you yes yes ten thousand percent Yes. I have said from the beginning that community service is my reason, my why for doing this and being a part of this organization. And so I love seeing so many like-minded people. And I think that's what really makes this organization so wonderful. Yes, there are so many pageant systems. This is not a dig at anybody in any other system. They are all wonderful. They all have their benefits. Right, right. Exactly. But the Miss America organization is that platform to change the world. And so I'm so excited to see everything that you're going to do. But before we close out our interview today, I'm going to ask you the question I've asked the end of all of our interviews, because I just absolutely love hearing the advice that people have to offer. And since you've listened, I'm sure you know what's coming. Uh, I do. (laughs) So I'm going to ask, what is the one piece of advice that you would give to a young person that wants to create positive change in the world? I would start by creating positive change in yourself. You can't change the world until you change yourself. So it's very easy to say that you want to change the world and you want to do big things in life, but you have to first do the internal work and realize that everything you need is within yourself. So if you're able to show up to the world as your best authentic self, the world around you will change. So my number one piece of advice is to always be yourself and to always show up as your best self and everything else will fall into place after that. I love that. I think that's perfect. I'm also a big believer on work on yourself before you work on anything else. And so I think that's wonderful advice, but to our listeners back at home, you can learn more about Ariana's mission by following her on Instagram at the real Ari Renee. Yes. And you guys can learn more about what you can do to help achieve the United Nations 17 sustainable development goals by following us on Instagram at sisters and sustainability podcast. And at sustainability starts with you join the hashtag SisPodNation today. And remember that sustainability really does start with you. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>